Bandits Podcast Season Three. I am Mike Wheezy. Dude, they call me um, French Seal. Son of a! I <laughs> thought that I had turned the music down enough, but I hadn't. That's a little taste of what's to come. They call you the French Seal. Did you say? Yeah. Oh my! <clears throat> There's I, a story behind it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <clears throat> what is the French Seal? Sir? Dude, my name's Slammy B. Friends oh, yeah. call me Slam Jam, but my mom calls me Samuel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're two-fifths of the 90s cover band, the Wet Bandits. I'm going to stop saying that we're, uh, like, from... I'm just going to say 90s cover band, the Wet Bandits, and just, like, new listeners will be like, oh, shit, I need to look these guys up. Dude, they sound like, famous. Nice. Dude, I wish it was, like, a possibility, like, for us, like, open up for, like, original bands. Like, I know that is, but, like, I wish there was more opportunities out there. I think they should do that. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if I were an original band, I, I think... It'd be more, like, to sell more tickets. To, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I'd want to help a band that was trying to do right. something, like, yeah. more legitimate than what yeah. we do, which is fuck around with, you know, 90s yeah. nostalgia stuff, yeah. which we've already talked about. Last episode, even though to you guys, this is a new episode, to us, we're wearing the same clothes. It's the same day. It's just an hour and 15 minutes later than we started our last episode. Dude, what do you think of my cutoff, dude? It's cool. Choo-choo. Dude, this is like when I run hard, I wear the shirt. Hell yeah. I was like, oh yeah. That but looks I, like a nipple chafer, a cheese grater, if you will. Oh yeah? Is that what they call those? Is that That's what, what you, I call is them. Is that what you running guys call them shirts? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe a little. Dude, do you lie? <laughs> do I lie? Yes. I do lie. So like, Okay. Okay. When was your last lie? Ooh. My last lie. Um, today. The last lie I can think of was today. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was going to be a little later to work than usual, and I said that my baby slept in. <laughs> now, this is a lie that has very little consequence i'm really kind of allowed to show up to work whenever i want dude people in america like rely on that lie yeah like the i'm late for work lie. <laughs> i am not late for things usually yeah um this was i'm not making an excuse it was a little bit of a unique circumstance and it was kind of related to my daughter she's uh -huh. sick She's just taking longer to get ready than usual. Yeah. She didn't literally just wake up when I texted and said, like, she just woke up. Well, but that, that was probably easier to say. It was easier than yeah, telling so the like, whole story. My baby, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's really, most of the time, this is probably true of most people, the lie is easier to explain than the yeah. full truth. Okay. Um, so that's so, like a white lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of my lies are white lies, you know? 
most people's lies, I hope, are white lies. What if you what if you lied all the time and they were always like big lies? I know. That would be a crappy place to live. Well, sometimes I like just create little lies like like dude didn't you hear like a meteor just hit Italy. You do do that a lot. You yeah, <laughs> other like, people dude, call that messing with people. Yeah. You do that constantly. <laughs> like uh probably like 30 seconds before we started recording, uh, I was like you ready to go? And you're like, dude, I need at least 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> need, need my stomach to settle. Yeah. I, after we digested that yeah. last uh, that was mother's good, milk. That was good uh, digest. Yeah. Uh, we drank some mother's milk and I would say we, neither of us are lactose intolerant. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> I think we both um, could tolerate that, uh, that, uh, protein synthesis. Yeah. yeah? Ooh. Um, we both have the lactase enzyme in full force. Well, if you know the Chili Peppers discography, by the way, that's what we do. We do 90s discographies on this podcast, and we're in the deepest depths of quicksand of the Red Hot Chili Peppers right now, and we just finished Mother's Milk, so if you're into the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know that the next album that comes out is Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and when did that come out? That 1991. That's right. Do you know what day? September 24th. These oh. guys, Chili Peppers are really an August-September release date band, at least so far. Um, September 24th, 1991, the number one song on the billboard charts was some song called missing you by john Waite. huh no idea what that is Dude, didn't take the time to look it up is the number one album never mind no it is not black album you're close now um black album was number one the week before oh very good though um core no i think core was 92 oh maybe it's not a grunge album it's actually an album that's been number one on this podcast before. Thriller. No. That, that's 80s, That's like right? 80s. Yeah. Rope in the Wind by Garth Brooks. Oh. We've talked about it before, how that was. I can't remember Dude, what album good... it was. Maybe it was Maybe it was uh, Opiate. It oh. was like the same. Yeah. There's good country in the 90s, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, we didn't talk number one mainstream rock song. Sorry, I couldn't read for a second. Um dreamline by rush huh that, that was my reaction to it. <laughs> i'll be damn i'll be damn rush 1991 you shitting me <laughs> yeah you <laughs> fuck you, you sure about that clark uh, well it's kind of weird too because not no uh, mother's milk episode but uplift mofo party plan I think the number one mainstream rock song was some Pink Floyd song oh yeah in like 1987 or whatever Dude, like, yeah um kind of similar well, just like, like those arena bands man they have like so much force behind them yeah so one doesn't have to be like good yeah like people are automatically going to buy it because at that point you got like true fans following you you know you're right yeah you're right i just thought the popularity of albums and new music in general was a little bit stronger in the early 90s and late 80s and maybe like those i don't mean this it's quite as derogatory as it's going to sound, but those like dinosaur bands, I didn't think that their staying power alone could give them a number one song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause in the, the midst of the uprising of grunge, you know, uh -huh. the end of the nineties. Yeah. You start to get in that single mm -hmm. territory, like with the boy bands and the rap. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the hootie who. 
But dude, oh, go for do it. Do you like this artwork, dude? Dude, I love it. I, I wasn't going to talk about it, but since you have it there and it's all big and stuff, yeah, good artwork. Yeah, for this album, like the tongues are like flames, dude. Mm-hmm. And then you got that rose. Yep, it's a pretty it's cool. Like we album all cover. speak for like want love or something. Wow, that's deep, man. I just came up with that. It's <laughs> very good. Very good. And that is not even a little white lie. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're all, like, connected, you know? And yep. Licking each other. That's something Anthony Kiedis would say. It is. That is exactly <laughs> something Anthony Kiedis would say. Doesn't Flea kind of not look like Flea on there? Oh, yeah. Like, that doesn't look like him at all. Bad representation. That's Chad Smith, obviously, because the hat. Yep. And the nose. Yeah. That's... Frushante? No, that's Kiedis. Oh, really? Yep. That's yeah. Frushante. Oh, yeah. I see it now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you can tell. I think it's the hairline that makes it oh, obvious that yeah. it's Kiedis. No, you're right. This is good radio. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> As we talk about the album cover that nobody can see. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah. Oh, yes. My favorite songs off the record this one yeah i like how it starts out it's like like it sounds like it's like a radio yeah and then like it just blows in dude it's finally time we we agree a lot on here uh -huh. but i do you not care it. for this i don't hate it but like it's boring as hell to me i like the guitar tone like there's a lot of promise in it uh -huh. but i don't like the chorus i like it it's lazy it, I oh i think it's kind of goofy yeah it is kind of goofy but it doesn't seem to match the lyrical content oh, yeah. you know yeah. um and maybe that's an unfair like criticism because obviously they you know i can understand I actually kind of like when bands separate the seriousness of their lyrics from uh -huh. the seriousness of the music. So you, it could still be a fun sounding song while still being serious. I, I just don't really like it. Yeah. Um, um, just like I, I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I might cut it when we get to cover really? cut and hidden gem. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I, I just don't really care for Dude, it. Dude, as we progress through this journey of albums, mm -hmm. this is an album I'd like be totally up for the band covering. Really? I think it'd be good. I do too. It's a long album. It's though. really <laughs> long. It's 17 songs. We better, in fact, we better move on right now. 
Oh yeah. I like how the first few songs on here run together like it's yeah. one long song. If you have to ask. to turn it off before it got too sweary uh you like this song yep i i like it okay it's kind of like a more adult version of mommy where's daddy <laughs> yeah you know um but it's again these first two songs for me just don't like grab me i mean dude that just makes sense to me if you have to ask sometimes you'll never know dude i i'm really on board with the lyrics yeah of this one um but i I don't know. This song was a single. Hmm. And I'm just like, Maybe it's they, fine. Maybe they just want to give you like a little taste of what's coming. So far, here's, I tried to put myself in the shoes of a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan after like, you know, maybe they got on board with the Uplift MoFo party plan and they're like, oh, cool. And then they get, they're like, I'm going to check out their older stuff. And they're like, oh, I like the self-titled and I like, uh, I like Freaky Styly. Like these are cool. And then, you know, then Mother's Milk comes out and they're like, oh, wow, like what a step, little step forward here. This is a great album. And they are anticipating Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Uh -huh. And the first two songs are Power of Equality. And if you have to ask, like, I'm not saying they suck, but I'd be like, this is boring. Well, it's a complete different like vibe. Yeah. You know, like. It just sounds way more professional and structured. Way more. You think that's Rick Rubin? Who's who produced this? He's the new yeah, producer on yeah, this one. Definitely. I mean, it just sounds like a next level. The sound is it's next less level. jammy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yep. like more there's more space in between the notes. Yep. You know? Yep. But do you do you think that equates to better songs too? Like do you uh, think well, these two are it could. I mean also I think what it's doing, it's capturing an, another audience. So you got oh, good the true point. fans and then you got like actual like, you know, people who listen to Steely Dan might listen to this now. You know, people who listen to, um, it's, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, good point. Speaking of bringing in new fans, right? Oh, yeah. This one wouldn't be a bad one to cover. Especially with like acoustic guitar. That'd be good actually. Two. 
I love this song. Dude, we should totally do this song. I want to rewind it real quick. You and Jeff count it off. Dude, I don't think... I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I never noticed how the drums just kind of fade in. Yeah. So when they were doing this song, like Chad Smith was like having like trouble thinking of a beat to play. Yeah. And then Flea was like, dude, like think uh, Mitch Mitchell. Oh, which is the drummer yeah. for Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And then it like all came together. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this, I'm not a drummer, uh-huh. but so I'm sure this is exactly Mitch Mitchell or whatever. But when I hear this, I think of like more of a U2 style. Oh. It's like so not really like the flow of the song. It's like a spiral. Is so not reliant on symbols. It's oh. all like toms uh-huh. and stuff. And it's it's so like, yeah, a spiral is a good way to say uh-huh. it. Like it's the it's almost like the drums are more musical than. Dude, I'm not explaining this well. Uh, it's like a composition or like... Yeah, yeah. Like um, like the drummer's playing notes rather than a beat. Yeah. I think is what I'm trying to say. Like a um, Danny Carey thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly kind of what I mean. Dude, I think we should do this song, dude. I like it a lot. Um, I'm not... I'm not... I'm definitely not against doing it. I don't know if we could do it. Oh, really? You got to have that recorder in there, man. Oh, uh, dude. Danny, dude. That's true. Dude, I have a... I can play the recorder. Just put down the acoustic for a second. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be good. Dude, Kyle Gaston. I know. I know. It always comes back to the D. So this was a single. This song is great. And then we get to Funky Monks. Great guitar tone. Oh, yeah. Dude, in those drums, man. We should do this song, dude. but it makes me want to go if you have to ask oh, yeah. y'all never know <laughs> you um, know? so this song Anthony Kiedis actually like wrote that riff but played it super sloppy like on the guitar like using bar chords yeah and then uh, Mr. F- you mean the yeah. oh. and then he cleaned it up yeah and made it like into like a riff that's cool. Yeah. That's a good little trivia tidbit yeah. right there. And I like how he's like playing all all those notes like bum bum. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is some good guitar stuff. Yeah. Um so you were like you said we should cover Breaking the Girl, we should cover Funky Monks. Should we cover <laughs> this one? And I'm sailing. I'm sailing. 
I mean, obviously, this song's sweet. Yeah. Is this... I'm looking through our eps here. Is this the first... Let's see. I'm looking through here. Oh, for sure. This is the first... In season three, this is the first song we've actually covered. That oh, we're talking wow. about. So, this is sometimes on the Wet Bandit set list. It's a little heavy for the ladies. You really like, cleared out the room at Lazy Chameleon the other night. <laughs> do you like playing this song? Yeah, it's super fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I'm always like surprised by when I hear this song is how not distorted it is. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it like, sounds so big, but it's uh, all clean. Yeah. It's just heavy as hell, which is great. Yeah. Really good. I mean, you got that bass, like the guitar and bass are playing the same thing. So yeah. Like- well, that's what you get in a studio and live in arenas yeah. and stadiums because you can just drive your amp so hard that like it gets the natural distortion uh-huh. and like the really big sound when we're playing i'm not turning my amp up that loud i'm gonna blow everybody's ears yeah. out you know so you can't get that same like warm distortion yeah. like you have i either have to use a distortion pedal which i don't like to do or it or i can't turn the amp loud enough for it to be real fat uh-huh. um but it's still fun to play, especially the solo. The solo is fun because it's like easy, but also cool. Like feels like hard, but yeah. Yeah. I don't mean it's fun because it's easy. I mean that you, it's, you can kind of mess around with it a little okay. bit. Like it's almost, I try to do everything note for note usually, but this solo is like, there's room to play in it and you uh-huh. can tell he does too. Like, Like he's in and out of time there. Uh-huh. And then he comes back Is in. Is that here. like an open string? Yeah. And you're Yep. Totally sweet. Love that song. We don't need to talk about it anymore though, I don't think. Do we? No. This one's good too. Dude, they played this when I saw him too. I was like, whoa. This is a good like slow the yeah. energy down a little bit song. This is just something I like listen to. Yeah. You know? Um, I wonder why the Chili Peppers never did, un- never did Unplugged. Hmm. Did I got the material for it? But maybe at that time, they definitely had it by like the, by one hot minute. 
Yeah. They definitely had probably enough material. You know, they had a lot of weird stuff going on, though, with Ryan. Because Dave Navarro was like, Frashanti was out after this album Uh for a little bit. And then Dave Navarro was in, but they never really, like, I think that they got along with Dave Navarro, but Uh they, like, didn't gel musically very well. So it was probably just a bad time, Uh you know, if I had to guess. Um, I don't know. That is something to think about. We'll probably get into this more, but, like, why do you think. Uh, Frusciani keeps leaving. I don't because he's a weird dude. Man. Yeah, he's maybe the weirdest of all of them. Yeah, and they're all kind of weird. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't. I speak hope he of, joins again, man. I do too. Um. You know, I said at the beginning that the question I wanted to answer at the end of this was who's the MVP of the Chili Peppers, dude. and he is making a case, dude. He definitely is. He might. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. Yeah, we'll answer that. Yeah. Next, back to some rockin' jams. You like Mellow Ship Slinky and B Major? It's actually like one of my least favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't love it either. I uh, thought you might like it. No, nah, it's actually like everybody loved this song like when I was in college. Really? And I was just like, oh, I just don't. Yeah. It's too like too much going on. Yes. I agree yeah. with that. I decided like right after I said yes that I, I was interrupting too much and I was like, I'm going to let Sam talk and then your point was done. <laughs> well, it's like... I don't know. There's no nothing catchy to it. You know what I mean? I do know what you just mean. like they're jamming. Yeah, which, which is probably what the song. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and some people are into that, and I'm yeah. just kind of not. Um, it's fine, but I don't like it that much. I think I like it better than uh, Power of Equality. Oh, really? Yeah. What's this one called? Righteous and the Wicked. Yeah. this part me too i like the chorus too um you like this better than the last one yeah well yeah you don't like mellow ship i like this one too um 
This is kind of another listening song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chorus rocks pretty hard. Um, this is one that you'll know. Should we do this song? I have an interesting take on that that comes from Jeff. Yeah. Because we brought it up to Jeff. Because um, we're, you know, it's hard. We feel like letting, breaking the cocoon a little bit for the audience. As a 90s cover band, we feel like we got to do a Chili Peppers song. Uh-huh. Much like we feel like we got to do a Pearl Jam song or a Nirvana song or whatever. And the only one we know is Suck My Kiss because it rules. Yeah. But it really is not like it's too heavy for a lot of audiences and give it away is not too heavy for a lot of audiences. It's famous. Like people would know it. Uh And I think you and I and Josh, our singer all kind of were like, yeah, give it away. Uh But then I talked to Jeff about it and he brings up kind of a good point that like you, if you're going to play this song, like you really have to sell it. And, and Jeff, feels like probably correctly that a lot of that falls on his shoulders as the bass player for this song. And it, it's really like just him and Josh hanging out there Uh on an Island and Jeff's not sure he can sell it. This isn't really Jeff's style either. Mm. So I don't think that's a, I don't think he's wrong about that. No. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's that song. You got to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he couldn't do it. It's just not his style. Yeah. Um, you know, the notes would be there, but maybe the like soul wouldn't uh-huh. quite be there. I don't know if that's how he'd put it, but um, we all know give it away. And here comes the title track, Blood, Blood Sugar, Sex, Magic with a K. You like this part? Oh, yeah. I do, too. It's heavy, dude. It doesn't sound like it is, but it's like in there. This is kind of similar to uh, Righteous and the Wicked, right? Where he does the like low, like talking. It's not even rapping, really. Uh, yeah. Like, and then it gets to the chorus. Six magic. I like that song a lot. Yeah, it's good. Chorus is sweet. Totally sweet. You like that guitar part? Yeah. Just like the open string. I know that I would love playing it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can just... It just... That song rules. Um, Speaking of songs that rule, here's one that... We keep saying it for this album. Like, here's one you'll know. Like, Uh here's one that literally everyone knows. Yeah. Right? 
In fact, we probably don't need to play any more of it, right? Right. I mean... They rarely play this song. I think it's because uh, of uh, Anthony's voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I've or seen maybe, a, Go ahead. Or... or maybe they just like want to keep it like sacred yeah maybe you know what i mean um i saw them do it like when they were on saturday night live after this album came out i've seen recordings of it it's just god awful oh really yeah frushanti sings the like high chorus at the end and i mean he's high as hell or Uh something like it's awful um but uh this song is really good when MTV used to show videos and they should do like their top hundred countdowns, you could always count on under the bridge being like number three. Oh really? Yeah. Smells like teen spirit was always going to be one. And then depending on, well, no, no, depending on the type of countdown it was, if it was like all videos of all time, thriller was going to be like number one. Yeah. But if it was just like hard rock, you've got under the bridge, Jeremy and, Smells like Teen Spirit. We're going to be your top three, like every time. Um, anyway, good song, good video, I guess. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a band favorite, like a Wet Bandits band favorite. Am I right about this, dude? This Doesn't is... Jeff love this song? I love this song. Okay, you do too. I just love how it starts. Yeah. Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle, what's that? So that like chorus he does right there, that chord, that go Mm -hmm. back, like just like to that last. When it gets to naked in the rain, like that sounds like Eddie Van Halen playing like Pretty Woman. It totally does. You know what I mean? That's a great call. Yeah. I wish I had it to pull up. That does sound just like that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking how much this song kind of sounds like Suck My Kiss. It's like a yeah. not as hard version of Suck My Kiss. Because it has like that uh, uh, yep. edge to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a good song. I didn't yeah. like it as much when it, at first. Play, but play the like beginning. The beginning. The beginning is sweet. After like Under the Bridge, you know. Go, go right into it yeah all right here is the end of under the bridge once i fast forward
fades right into it. Yeah. So badass, dude. Dude, are you fantasy football in? Yeah, man. Checking the stats. Who's playing right now? Uh, Seahawks Rams. Oh, who's winning? Uh, Seahawks by one. Uh, dude. Oh, shit. Dude, I forgot to press record. Dude, you are lying. I am lying. Oh, <laughs> I was lying. I, I was just trying to play your game I for checked. a second. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the lie doesn't work if you've already seen the ruse before. <laughs> you know what? Let's just uh, skip to what my boss calls the dirtiest of the Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. Oh, sitting on second base. And also, this is the first time I get to, well, second time, but it's going to happen more Where's he sitting on those beans? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit your camera. Oh, I didn't even notice. I was trying to call uh, attention to the fact that he was sitting on a bag of beans, <laughs> sitting in New Orleans. But that makes sense to me. Like you're on like... Oh, why? Because bean bags are in New Orleans? I mean, like you're in New Orleans on the curb, like probably somewhere downtown. You got like pe- anybody who's walking by. I Look, I get it. But if anyone should understand the danger of gateway drugs, it's Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> and New Orleans, in that case, is a gateway drug to him naming other <laughs> pr- proper nouns, locations specifically to yeah. use as rhymes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that more. Um, you like this song? Yeah. Apache Rose Peacock? Yes. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought this melody right here sounds like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Twinkle Twinkle oh, yeah. Little Star. I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I wonder what you <laughs> Yeah, probably where you got it from. Here's one you were talking about earlier, the greeting song. Ooh, yeah. I like this part. Oh, next time. When it goes... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll try to turn it up when it gets there. This song's cool. It's kind of... Um, kind of separate from the album. Yeah, there's something about some Red Hot Chili Peppers. So we're about to get there. I'm going to turn it up, and then we'll get back to this. Yeah. And the chorus is good, too. Yeah. Again, the tone of his guitar is very yeah, good. like, it's not d- distorted. Right. Through me. Good song, but again, what I was going to say was, sometimes it just feels like the Red Hot Chili Peppers not the songs I don't love are sometimes hard for me to just like really get into. Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I can get into this song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you, you know, obviously we can differ, differ on that. I guess 
And there are some, I guess what I'm saying is there are some songs that aren't singles, like Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I really like. Yeah. I'm just like, this one, it, I feel like it falls off a cliff for me. If I'm mm. not really into it, then it's like, man, it just doesn't resonate with me at all. Yeah. Is this a single? No. Oh. Uh, here comes My Lovely Man, which goes into the category of songs I like a lot. drums sound good right here I really like this part yeah especially at the end it like continues yeah um, as I hear this song though I think I think I realize part of what I have a hard time reconciling with I'm gonna elaborate more on this as we continue like this series but as much as I like what John Frushanti does, sometimes I think it's a little too busy for me. Mm. And I just want him to let it rest. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because that's where, like, we, we use the term digest a lot. Like, mm. sometimes there's just, like, too much going on and I can't digest it. I think yeah. that's why, if I'm not really into it, I just, like, can't. It falls off a cliff for me. I really feel that way in Mother's Milk. Do you? Like, that's how I feel. But I don't get a whole lot of that in this one. Okay. That's interesting. Um, it's in Mother's Milk for me, too. Yeah. Um, it's just this song happened. To, I like this song, but this song ha- made me uh, happen to think of it. Um, Dude, so this album, like, you know, my friend Brennan. Yeah. Dude, we used to just chill in the garage listening to this album. Really? I mean, like, that's, I don't even know the names of the songs, but, yeah. like, it's just, like, I know them. Yeah, like, it's, like, me and Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds yeah. and Luther Collins. I mean, it's just, like, <laughs> dude, we used to play this sometimes because it's the only album we had. It's or Other times because we were just craving it. Yeah. So, it's a lot of memories flashing, flooding oh, back. Man. Single tear? No. No, no. More Not like, that sentimental. More, more like... Rage boner? Like, Yeah. <laughs> You like Sir Psycho Sexy? Oh, yeah, dude. See, this is what's cool about this song. It's like, Flea's like paying tribute to the old funk bass. Yeah. You know, like in Parliament. Cool way to end the album. Like, it's eight minutes long. Kind of different. It's the 16th song, I think, on here. I thought it's Red Hot. Is it, there, it is oh. last. It, uh... Uh, their Red Hot is last. I almost don't count it because it's only a minute long. Dude, they recorded this song outside. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a Robert Johnson cover. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Dude, that little splash symbol is funny. Yeah. 
Dude, what a weird way to end this album. But it's kind of cool. It is cool. What the hell? What a... Oh, man. I don't even know what to say about that song. There's not much to say. It's just a weird way to end end the album. Um, This is... This is their... I feel like there are two versions of Red Hot Chili Peppers. There are... No, three. Yeah. There's pre-Dave Navarro, Dave Navarro, and post-Dave Navarro Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Not for me. Really? I mean, One Hot Minute was like not even like a, really a stamp in their career. Right. That's why it's its own thing. That's yeah. That's what I okay. call Dave Navarro. Then I would put four. Okay. Um, is like, you know, the 80s, you know, and then I'd put Mother's Milk. This is how I look at it. Okay. So I put the eighties and one then starting from mother's milk to like all the way up until like before stadium arcadium kind of go together and from stadium arcadium from to wait, hold on. Let me back up from the So eighties to mother's milk, then blood sugar, sex magic up to by the way. Yeah. Okay. And then from that stadium arcadium to current, because of like the kind of like what they were doing musically. I mean, and the guitar players have some like, you know, influence it mm-hmm. influence in the sound. But it's like really like the production is like a lot different, sure. you know. Um, I think it just comes with modern music, but that's how I would separate them. Yeah, I don't think I think we're saying close to the yeah. same thing. Like. You you kind of just threw away the Dave Navarro thing. Yeah. I I almost like because I like it for uh-huh. one, but I also like it's its own version of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then you know I split the other two because I do think there's a lot of they are more of like I, your your divisions are more sophisticated than mine is what I'm saying. Like yours you're involving like changes in approach for John Frusciante and maybe Chad Smith, I don't know, and Flea or whatever. But what I'm basically doing is saying there is early John Frusciante and late John Frusciante. And then there's Dave Navarro in the middle. Yeah. And the reason I think, because to me, this blood sugar sex magic is the end of metal rap metal red hot chili peppers yeah and this is not they don't even have that really in here in fact you could almost put this more like one hot minute but mother's milk definitely still has elements of rap metal i mean kind of like you got like uh like suck my kiss that's kind of like true you know what i mean and stuff like that um like it's just punchier yeah and i think the upcoming sound is like smooth Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I'm kind of, it kind of makes me excited to get there. It's like, just like talking about it. Yeah. This is like, it's been like in your face, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, yeah. But they were, you know, when I was, when I was studying up for this and reading about them and how they were like fathers of, you know, rap rock and rap metal, mm. I didn't really think of them that way because yeah. I was most familiar with, blood sugar sex magic and beyond and that's because blood sugar sex magic is the end of them doing like rap metal you know 
they don't really do it at all. You're right. Suck My Kiss is kind of like that. But Suck My Kiss is also like riff rock too. Yeah. Like it's a little bit different. It's not... It's not like driving chords like Good Time Boys. Yeah. You know? No. And it's not like super crunchy. Yeah. Um, like some of the stuff on Uplift Mofo Party Pound, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, but it doesn't mellow out either. It's yeah. still real hard, but it's it's definitely like riffier. Yeah. And then we do, then we get to One Hot Minute. And then, then for me, they change a lot. Yeah. After definitely. One Hot Minute. And then I've kind of. To be fair, I haven't really listened to much of them after Stadium Arcadium, so like I might notice the change more when we get there. Yeah. But for me, that's like that's their that's what they are now. So you, hopefully, we're gonna. This is why we do this, though, like because we learn. I'm learning a lot about them, and hopefully, mm-hmm. you guys are too. Because um, hopefully, you're buying these and listening to them with yeah. us. Um, but uh, it's interesting to see their change in there i we did a craig's crazy question a long time ago like what band evolved the most and it was easy to say silver chair because like they are barely a rock band anymore they have they're basically like an orchestra with a uh-huh. singer but the red hat chili peppers change a lot yeah a lot which i'm sure is inevitable when you play for 30 or 40 years yeah but. well i mean they're a band that's like i mean like metallica yeah they have had three bass players but the chili peppers have like adapted true to whoever's like coming in going out you know like do you have any thoughts on like their members dying and anthony kiedis and flea just kind of like pressing on well i mean i know like this is a common uh, outlook like they're like he would have wanted us to go on yeah that's very self-serving yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i mean it's like it might be true but is that life though like if something fucked up happens you just give up yeah you're probably right yeah i mean it's stupid of me to be like they should just cry Uh, about it forever (laughs) you know but i don't know i don't know what i think you know i guess the reason i ask that is because they seem like ultra sentimental like they talk so much about loving each other and oh, loving, yeah. and and it ruined Jack Irons. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like he couldn't go on, and I, I'm sure he's he's probably the worst for it. Um, but they were like tight though, right? Like yeah, they, kind they were like the best of friends. Yeah, Jack and Hillel. So I'm not trying to say they're assholes or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying like they talk so much about how mm-hmm. much it harmed them, but like they just kept blasting through in times like that like what's your also like what's your escape for sure you know for sure like this is all they know and it also happens to be their best outlet to like release their emotions so it's probably the healthiest thing they Uh could have done who knows maybe they maybe ketis is dead of a drug overdose if the band quits i'd say probably not that there's any way to know of course but like knowing his history with relapses and drug addiction and all of the band members for that matter except for flea yeah and um yeah and obviously um, probably be depressed without the band or whatever you should watch like the rock and roll hall of fame induction speech like speech they give because they give like praise to um slovak yeah and like that's kind of what I mean, though. Like, they're yeah. always like, well, he was hello, hello, hello. And then they're like, yeah, but we just moved on pretty quickly. I think he, like, really, like, gave the sprinkle. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, if, I think Flea is definitely, like, not the, like, gimmick, but, like, he's, like, kind of, like, 
somewhat the main focus. Like For that, sure. that's how I like this guy is insane. Yeah. Like on it, like you, you like you don't even have to like like this m- music to see how this guy plays this thing. Right. Correct. But like Slovak, um, like what you're saying, he like kind of brought a new guitar sound to the music industry. No, I agree. I I do agree. I don't know. They're kind of, this this even though this series is long because they have so many albums. I don't know. They're kind of fun to talk about because yeah. of how they evolve and because of the story of the band. Is it Hella? Hillel. H i l l like Hill E L. Hillel. Hillel. Dude, it's time for cover cut hidden gem. Everybody's favorite. What? Uh, do we want to leave um, Suck My Kiss out of it because we already cover it? Like, pick another one to cover. Okay. Uh, mine would be probably, probably Breaking the Girl. Yeah. Um, and that's a good call. I constantly change the rules of this because sometimes when it serves me, I want to be like, well, I want to do... If I was going to cover it, I'd want it to be one like the audience likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I was... And I'd probably go with Breaking the Girl, too, if that was my only goal. But if I wanted to think of a song that I just want to play, it's Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, yeah. Because that, like, once it gets to the chorus and it's like, boom, 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 like, that would be fun as hell to play. Yeah, it would. Um, I would, I'll, I'll go with the, the cut next. Um, dude, Oh my god! I think I would have to cut. You think I would think about this beforehand? I think I might cut the power of equality, and I'm not even just saying that because I like thought maybe I'd do it later. And now I'm trying to be like a Randy, uh-huh. you know. But my others that are in the running would be like if you have to ask, which I think is different enough that I'm actually like cool yeah. with that one being on there. Mellowship. Which, that's probably my second choice yeah. to cut. After that, like, everything's really good. So, yeah. I think I'd cut Power of Equality. Because it's just like, to me, it, and I said the first four albums, like, they know how to start an album. Uh-huh. This one, I just don't care for it at all. Yeah. It's just fine. And it's, for me, it's barely a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Yeah. It is not like it a signature kind of re- Chili Peppers song. repetitive, I guess. But what would you cut? Dude, definitely Mellowship. Mellowship, yeah. Yeah. That's my second choice to cut. And then I think I'd cut, if you have to ask, third. Here are the singles, because we're about to pick a hidden gem. Singles are Under the Bridge, obviously, Give It Away, Suck My Kiss, Breaking the Girl, and If You Have to was the last single. So that gives you a lot of choices when there are 17 songs. Definitely Naked in the Rain. I knew that was your hidden gem. Um, My hidden... And my hidden gem, because I said I'd probably cover it as Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, yeah. Um, So that's that's our cover cut hidden gem. Um, Look, exciting stuff. Granted, it's not 100% finalized, but I think it's pretty much finalized that our next episode, we're going to have a guest. His name, he's a friend of mine. His name is Seth Westfall, big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. He's going to come on and talk to us about their second 90s album, One Hot Minute. What year is that? 1990. 
two, no, four, five. Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> 94 or five. Um, their only album with Dave Navarro on guitar. And then we're going to have the Wet Bandits podcast. Number one, most listened to guest. That's not you. You yeah. don't count as a guest anymore. Kevin Brennan will be on here from the Fairweather to talk about, by the way, and to talk about Californication. Um, not in that order, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so that will be exciting. We're recording those all three in a row at Nostalgia Brewing in Gahanna. If everything goes according to plan. Oh, not, like knows? one day? One day, bro. Oh, we're going to get drunk. I know. That's the fun <laughs> part. That's the whole idea. Dude, I wonder if like we... Can we like talk to them? We can play it like on the overhead? I've already talked to them about it. I haven't talked about it putting it on the overhead. Um, we'll have to see. We're bringing a speaker though, just in case we have to put it on the overhead. Okay. Like house sound or whatever. Yeah. So that's the plan. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we're recording this well in advance, so that's probably like three weeks from now or anything. By then, I'll have lost six more pounds. And uh, how are you on your track to your goal? Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm getting there, man. You know what? Enough about me. You guys, bye. bye. Don't forget. Get what? And subscribe, rate, review.